Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. This week's episode is sponsored by Geeklery. Geeklery is a curated collection of artisan-made jewelry and goods inspired by favorite fandoms, pop culture, and all things nerdy and geeky. One of my favorite things about Geeklery is that they have one-of-a-kind or very small batch products, so you want to keep checking back to see their selection and grab something that you love right away because it might be the only one that there is. They also donate 5% of their sales to Pop Culture Classroom, which is working to inspire a love of learning, increase literacy, celebrate diversity, and build community through the tools of popular culture and the power of self-expression. Follow them at Geeklery or head to geeklery.com to start shopping. Hey, welcome to the Sartorial Geek Podcast. I'm Jordan Ellis of Jordan and Danae, and we are back with Dr. Erin McDonald. How are you? Hi, I'm so happy to be back. Thanks for having me. We were just talking about, so you were on an episode a while ago, and we were talking about uh, sci-fi and like sci-fi and pop culture and those types of things. But you have done a little bit of a career shift since then. Actually, that's what we were talking about, like kind of the winding journey of your career. And it has (laughs) shifted again into something super cool. Um, that is just like, the coolest news ever if you want to tell everyone what you do now. <laughs> sure. I love it. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I have been working out here in Los Angeles for a few years, um, working as a science consultant for writers, but then also working as an aerospace engineer. Um, but then this whole last year, 2020, which has been crazy for a lot of us, um, but professionally for me, I made the pivot um, to work as a writer and I'm currently consulting with Star Trek now full time on all of their shows that I can publicly talk about. So. <laughs> I'm very excited. That is such a dream job. And I'm so glad that job exists just in general. And then I'm even more glad that you get to do it. It's so awesome. Oh, thanks. Yeah, no, it really is. It's it's kind of it hits me occasionally because it's these sort of jobs, you know, that that you hear them and you're like, oh, my God, that's not only a thing, but like I want to do that. Um, it when you you get those, it's a long road to get to that point. And so you kind of just occasionally wake up some days and you're like, oh, yeah, no, I I work on Star Trek. <laughs> like, yeah. that's, that's what I do now. So, yeah, it's good. So I'm not awesome. allowed to complain about work at all anymore. It's like, <laughs> oh, got to go read scripts. <laughs> it was so hard. Oh, man. Yeah. So yeah. anyone who didn't listen to your other episode should because you like go into detail that we don't have to do again of like what you studied and how you got here and like things you did along the way. But it is very cool. Yeah, like it's just very cool when things work out. And like, especially in 2020, I feel like any type of good yeah. news is very cool. So, like, dream jobs still exist. People are still getting them <laughs> yeah. in the world. Um, there just is hope. I'm curious, what is that job like? Because I am guessing, but like, I don't actually know what it's like to be a science <laughs> consultant for Star Trek. Yeah, I mean, being a science consultant in general is a really interesting, weird balance. I find a lot of people 
want to do it understandably because it's it's awesome yeah. um but i find a lot of the time it's not so much uh trying to come up with cool new creative ideas it's it's more of just making sure we're not saying the wrong thing and then as i start to build up the trust with the writers and the showrunners and the rooms then we get into the more like okay well let's let's brainstorm some ideas but it's a really long build up of that relationship to trust that i'm not going to stomp on their vision <laughs> that i'm right. not there to be a negative presence because it's it's all about that improv idea of saying yes and to these ideas and saying like okay well i see what you're doing there let's just make sure we don't do this and let's you know here's a cool <laughs> easter egg we could put in uh and then realizing that i i'm not gonna stomp on their dreams then we can start to have a uh a more fun, creative relationship with that, which is how I've started to make that transition into writing because I started getting more responsibility um, with, you know, helping out with plots, helping out with dialogue, all of those, as opposed to just being like a more of an editor position, if that makes sense. Yeah. And I think you're the perfect intersection of that as an actual science person, like your doctor, Aaron McDonald, you have a PhD, <laughs> but are also a fan. So like, I think that's what, you want like someone who cares about the heart of stories like star trek but also cares about the science being right and is a yeah like you said a balance of doing both equally right, right. Guess, and equally well <laughs> totally i mean there are plenty as this has been true for as long as i've been working in hollywood there are plenty of times where i'm just like oh god no like just no why why are you doing this but then you know but that's what they want to do and so it's like okay let's just make sure we're not safe like let's just be vague you know let right. me just put the science right. aside let me just put the sci-fi hat on and just like let's just okay that's great you want to do that i respect your creative vision um but let's just be vague about explaining it yeah let's not <laughs> that say the well. actual opposite of the, the correct thing and right just, yeah. right <laughs> that's so cool i love thanks. that thanks so you. i mean we could talk about star trek all day and maybe we will another day but we actually are here to talk about the movie that you uh, let me know was one of your favorites on our last episode <laughs> and so we're gonna do a full-blown galaxy quest uh episode today which i'm so excited about <laughs> This movie, like, I had it on DVD, which I watched one million times. I was like, you know, a huge Tim Allen fan from growing up with a home improvement. And then I have seen this movie a bazillion, zillion times. I love it so much. I can't even tell you how many times I've watched this movie. And I just love, I mean, the reason that, you know, you kind of suggested this is because when you do find other people out there who yeah. love this movie as much as we do, it's like, oh my God, we need to just sit and talk about this because it's the greatest movie ever made. And it's funny too, because when I watched it as a younger person, I hadn't actually, because I didn't go to cons very young. Like right. I only went when I started working. So I didn't even really get it. And so now I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so much more relatable than I even realized at the time. Oh my gosh, seriously. It was like, I sort of knew fandom, but yeah, I mean, it was like the 90s and I wasn't, I didn't grow up in a Star Trek family or anything, yeah. so I really wasn't exposed to that culture, but yeah, I, I agree that the longer as my life has continued, I just appreciate that film more and more every day. Yeah, what is it like watching it as like you doing your career now what is it like watching galaxy quest because it's not super uh 
I mean, what is it even? Is it categorized as sci-fi? Is it just fantasy? Is it like what even? I mean, the I, movie. Yeah, I think it's. I would call it sci-fi, but it's just wrapped in this really sweet envelope of fandom. Yeah. And you know, it's interesting because watching it now, I'm I. I can never step back from that nostalgia aspect of it because for me, I was obsessed with Alan Rickman. I mean, I knew everything about that man and this was my favorite movie of his and so I can't help but like I mean this was as you mentioned the DVD this was the first DVD that I owned um this was you know right when we started getting DVD players was when Galaxy Quest came out and so I would watch Alan Rickman scenes over and over and over again and so those are just embedded in my brain but then seeing also the (laughs) knowing that actor side of it and working i mean and you're you're probably the same too that that slog of convention season Uh of just being like all right pack them up let's go to the next convention we'll see the fans we'll say the same things we'll do this all over again and like it's fun but it's work and it can be exhausting and i think that's probably watching galaxy quest now i appreciate so much how they were able to reflect that and like how they were able to reflect the actors being almost every single type of actor that you see at those conventions. (laughs) The ones who are like, I have moved on from this. I am doing this because it's a nice little paycheck to the Tim Allen ones who are like, yeah, worship me. I am here for you. (laughs) I love it. That's so good. And you and I both actually like conventions and Alan Rickman is so great because he's so grumpy so i'm like i can imagine doing all of this work and not wanting to do it at all like i would totally be in the same boat if i have to say that stupid line right. one more time <laughs> exactly oh it's so good it's so good um and i think too as what resonated probably for us when we first watched it, even before we knew that culture was the kid aspect of it. The fact that like, I mean, cause I was still a fan, even though I wasn't a Star Trek fan at the time and I wasn't yeah. a convention goer, I still knew what it felt like to be those kids and to have these, you know, detailed maps in our minds and know way more about this than probably the writers ever put into it. And so to then turn around and be the heroes is just, it warms my heart every time I watch it it really is wholesome like it has such good messages like the you know the never give up never surrender is like it's so great and i still get a chill every single time they call the kid and they're like he's like look man i know it's not real i'm sorry and he's like no it's all real i need your help he's like oh my god i knew it i knew it (laughs) we all in the back of our mind (laughs) can you imagine being that fan that's like every bit of learning about this is going to save the world. It's amazing. (laughs) So good. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it was the movie is is old now. I mean, yeah, like you said, it came out when like DVDs were coming out, which is not recently. And there still was like we still had a girl in it, which was cool. And like there still is, you know, there's a lot of really great. It does a lot of things really well. Um, which is very cool. Yes, I, w- I definitely agree. I think too, um, 
Sigourney Weaver in the film particularly is a standout for me because because she was like such a sci-fi she had that sci-fi cred right of being yeah. the alien and um but then to see her be that <laughs> buxom blonde who's just trying to be more than a dumb blonde sci-fi trope and <laughs> I love that <laughs> she puts a voice to that and uh fights through it and still you know kicks butt which is awesome <laughs> yeah yeah, and I was thinking about it too. I think it's rated PG, right? Maybe it's PG thirteen. Yeah. PG, okay. No, it's so PG. It, yeah, yeah. Like it is is accessible to kids. Like it's definitely a family movie, but it's also kind of that sweet spot of it's like they clearly like made it so that kids could watch it without a lot of like inappropriate content. But it's definitely a movie that's not like for kids that adults won't enjoy and there's i mean that's a hard balance to find that is a um, very hard balance and yeah, yeah and i think they did it really well that. oh yeah and i it's one of those when you try to tell people because I think it it did pass by a lot of people and it has this cult following. And like we said, that when we find each other, it, I mean, I'm right now restraining from just constantly quoting it because I feel <laughs> like, like I'm actively trying not to do that right now. Um, but trying to convince people to watch it now, it's like that one Tim Allen movie from the 90s. Like they yeah. a lot of people just don't register it. And if you get them to sit down and watch it, it holds up really really well both from watching it like as a teen and watching it as an adult now it really man it it has withstood time and i love that and that's impressive too because there's a lot of stuff that you say you love it with a lot of caveats where it's like i loved this as a kid <laughs> and you know the nostalgia is important but like i really do think if someone's never seen it and they sit down to watch it for the first time now like i would highly recommend like if you're yeah. an adult who who never saw it, I still think it's like, yeah, super worth watching. Yeah, it's legitimately funny. It's heartwarming. It's it's just a perfect movie. I, yeah, I can't I, I can't ask, say enough. I, know, I was going to ask your favorite character. Is it Alan Rickman? Oh, yeah, for sure. But I, I, I just can't remove my teenage obsession with Alan Erkman from the equation there because it's just he's fabulous and he's so funny and he's so on top of it. And he delivers his lines with just all the Alan Rickman fabulousness <laughs> that he can bring to it. I think probably my favorite, certainly when I watched it the first time, the favorite line that I had was when after they all get attacked and like their first, you know, they almost destroy the ship they're bsing their way through this whole thing and alan they're like you know alexander where are you going he's like to see if there's a pub and <laughs> i just feel like that's one of the greatest lines <laughs> like, yes. we all just need our 10 forwards sometimes and that right. dude is like done with the situation <laughs> i guess also i didn't think about this because i just assume everyone knows what this movie is about but do you want to give like a oh. little <laughs> because i uh, to me it's like of course galaxy quest like everyone knows what it is but maybe not do you want to like yeah give a little uh teaser i guess of the general sure. idea of the story 
yeah, it's <laughs> this is an excellent point. We are definitely assuming <laughs> yeah, a lot yeah, of knowledge here. <laughs> so the, not interviewing on my bar. <laughs> it's okay. We're just so excited to talk about this movie. Yeah. Um, the general premise is that we have these actors who start in a Star Trek like TV show in the 80s that was hugely popular, has a cult following that they're at conventions and at this convention this alien species comes up to them and says that they need their help (laughs) because they have been receiving the transmissions that have been traveling through space for the last 20 years and think that they're actual space heroes and so recruit them as the historical documents uh, so they recruit them to fight the big bad guy in space and then these actors have to be space heroes and they're terrible act like they're terrible space heroes but they make it work and it's just the greatest movie ever (laughs) everyone should watch it yeah and i was just thinking too i i didn't really clock this but like the way that they portray conventions is very 90s which is like you know different than like comic cons and conventions were different then and it's very much the like old school conventions portrayal which is fun to think about oh my gosh for sure the hotel lobby the like you know one announcer the one stage (laughs) it's just yeah it's got it all but i think it still holds those elements that people who do go to conventions now or have just discovered conventions now definitely understand i think one of the scenes that stands out for me is when tim allen who's you know the star the big uh captain kirk style um star of the show is like going to the bathroom and there's these aliens in the bathroom with him that don't see him in there and are trash talking him as like the sad washed up actor and i'm just like dude that could happen that probably does happen at every single convention that i have no doubt about that yeah you're right it does the like you can tell that the movie was written by people who know what they're talking about like it has these little moments that you're like that's so real (laughs) you know what this is like (laughs) the the little details i think are are some of my favorites another big sort of standout detail that they do such a good job with is when sigourney weaver um is talking to alan rickman on the phone and alan rickman lives in like this sad studio washed up actor apartment and he's still wearing his like plastic headpiece and sigourney weaver is walking around in this like really nice you know luxury at home robe and everything and just the juxtaposition of all these different actors lives and just that little glimpse that we get into it they just did such a good job with that i love it it's so funny yeah and the you mentioned this already but like the dynamics of like you can tell they all worked on this show together for a long <laughs> yeah. time so they all know each other really well but then they're like not working anymore because the show's over and they do that like those interactions super well too Oh, yeah, just they're waiting on the star again. Everyone's sitting around waiting. They've got to do their stupid lines. They're just trying to go from one job to the other. Some people are getting booked. Some aren't. It's uh, it's exactly it. It's exactly true. So great. Do you have any other favorite scenes that we haven't? Um, I think, you know, the I think for a lot of people, the point where the movie really becomes a favorite is when they reveal to the aliens that they're actually actors. I think that's where you feel like you're watching a dumb comedy, but like it's a comedy 
comedy and you're laughing and it's not offensive and it, you're going along with it, but you, your heart kind of breaks. And I think that that's the part where this poor alien, like they have to tell them that, um, that they're actually actors and that everything that they saw in all their historical documents were fake. That's where your heart breaks. And I mean, I watch this movie so often. I would say now I'm batting about 50% crying when, cause I know it's coming, but I still get emotional about it. Um, and then the more lighter side of it. I mean, every minute of this movie, I like I'm that annoying person where it's like, oh, my God, I love this scene. Oh, my God, I love this scene. <laughs> and it loses like its credibility about halfway through the movie. Um, but the uh, fighting the rock monster, too, when uh, yeah. they leave Tim Allen behind and he takes his shirt off and fights this. Yeah, it's just glorious. Every aspect of it is I love it. I was going to say, I feel like we've done a good job of this so far, but if you had to give a concise, like, you're talking to an adult who has never seen it, and they're like, yeah, maybe, what's your, like, what's your pitch of, like, no, you really need to watch this? (laughs) I would say that it's... Yeah, it's probably one of the most heartwarming comedies in existence that brings together so many different subcultures and so many great actors that have put their heart and soul into that movie that like you can't help but laugh and you can't help but be along for the ride. You know, I think even if you're not a Star Trek fan, even if you're not like a convention goer, even if that scene is not I mean, that I'm describing my parents here, like my parents are are none of those things and they love galaxy quest because it just it makes them laugh and it's just it's a perfect film from beginning to end it's amazing how perfect that movie is actually and i think you said something else too that's important and i've been saying this on the podcast this year a lot because we're all quarantined like i feel like there are a lot of families who want to do things together and it's really hard to find a movie that the whole family can enjoy and i know that's like a silly phrase but this really is a movie that the whole yeah. family can enjoy like grandparents kids everyone in between it's uh yeah it's like appropriate and enjoyable for all ages i think which I is hard agree. to find it really yeah. is. It really is. And it holds up. And that that's what's so great is I think like, you know, we showed it to my partner's kids who are teenagers this past Christmas. And um, and they're they're a lot, you know, our our society is a lot different than it was 20, yeah. 25 years ago. And kids are a lot more aware of like diversity and and um you know that for the better as as they should be but the movie holds up like it's not one where i feel like i have to apologize like yeah or be know. like things were different then and i'm so glad we changed like yeah. it, yes you're right <laughs> that's very yeah, nice it's it's really good. I will say the one more thing um that i personally love about it just from my own story when I say I wasn't a Star Trek fan or a convention goer, one of my fandoms was the X-Files. Like I was yes. so hardcore into the X-Files. And then the scene in the movie when they're at the convention on the stage and Tim Allen and Sigourney Weaver kiss and the girl in the front passes out. I was <laughs> like, I understood that so deeply because I was such a hardcore Mulder Scully fangirl. Yes. <laughs> like, if that had happened, that would have been me. And that's where I feel those details. They, they just got us as fans uh it's so great um 
But what I mean, I I'm not I'm the one being interviewed, but I just want to know what your favorite parts are. (laughs) I mean, we've talked about a lot of them. I think I think I really, really liked. Yeah, all the behind the scenes of like seeing them put on their like stage presence and then you get to follow (laughs) them backstage. And like, I mean, Alan Rickman is the grumpiest, but everyone sort of has their their baggage and their real life. And so you get to see. You get to see the the TV version and then the behind the scenes like fans aren't watching version and then the oh my god we're gonna actually try to be space heroes version (laughs) you get to see all of these different versions of the characters and i don't think i got that like how cool that was as a kid but it is like you really there's so much character i don't know if development is the right word but like so many character shifts in one movie um (laughs) It's awesome. And it's just funny. Like the jokes are great. (laughs) It is legitimately funny. I think another great part that we haven't touched on. I mean, there is so much. We could end up reciting the whole movie beginning to end. But um, where we have the red shirt, where he's basically like, yeah. Yeah. You're not going to die on the planet, guys. Then what's my last name? (laughs) You know, it's so good. I don't think I, like, I think. I don't specifically remember this, but I know I had to figure like I had to learn what that was. I think I had to ask my dad or like because I didn't know I wasn't I didn't get that reference at first. Like I didn't know the red shirt thing. And I was like, what are they talking about? And I, you know, figured it out. Which yeah, is great. he played crewman number six in episode right. nine. <laughs> yeah. So great. And that's also so real when you go to conventions, you see people that you're like, oh, you were in one minute of one episode of this like thing, but that's yeah. the fan culture beauty of of things that like fans really do care about all parts of their fandom and it is awesome. It really is. It's so great. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then something else very very exciting that we actually like not on purpose but we touched on so many different fandoms that are going to be a part of the shirt collection that we're releasing together that I'm so excited about there will be some Galaxy Quest inspired by there will be some X-Files there will be some Trek like just general female badass sci-fi quotes um and I am so excited oh my gosh I cannot wait I'm so excited I've been just a fan of you know your your products and the sartorial geek for so long it's like I just I love it I'm I'm so thrilled and excited and it's just one of those as we I mean we've been talking about conventions and I think for people I think particularly this year we're reminded of this like what we miss about conventions and what the virtual aspects aren't able to make up and i think one of those is the ability to walk around a vendor's hall and just run into people but also products and also shops that you're just like oh my god they get me (laughs) this is my this is my kind of place and i feel like your store has always been that for me and so i'm legitimately thrilled and i can't wait for people to see it and there's just some great shirts that i'm very very excited about yeah it's it's a very good overlap like we've been talking about of sci-fi and science and like amazing characters and i think yeah it's 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 the kind of thing that is everything i love and to be able to do it with you is very cool um and also 
gives me a little cred because I'm like, there is a scientist involved in this too. There's a real PhD science person, which just feels bad. But all she wants is a galaxy question. I'm a science fan and you're a science fan and a, you know, credited science lady. So thank you. I'm really, really excited. Yeah. So that I think if I do my timing right, that will be up when you are able to listen to this episode. So you can head to Jordan today and check those out. Um, and yeah, let's, uh, so if, if anyone either wants to fan, fan person, fangirl, fanboy with you about Galaxy <laughs> Quest or just follow like, the cool things you're doing, what's the best place for people to find you on the internet? Yeah, the best place for me right now, especially as I'm sort of moving away from the science communication side and more into the writing side, I can be found on Twitter. That's my procrastination haven. And uh, so it's at Dr. Aaron Mack, D-R-E-R-I-N-M-A-C. So you can find me there. Then I also have a Twitch channel that's the same handle, Dr. Aaron Mack, that um, right now I don't have a particular schedule for. But if you want to see me, you know, play around in Mass Effect and other sci-fi games and that's a good place to hang out with me and uh yeah other than that thank you i'm pretty easy to find (laughs) yeah yeah and i and like you know we have another episode with you and if you google your name there are all kinds of cool things like the audible series you did and um and you have done other videos from the past so you can go through the archives (laughs) and find more good science content um for anyone who wants to do that (laughs) yeah thank you so much this has been the most fun i'm so excited for our collab and i'm probably gonna honestly just go watch galaxy quest again Um, oh my god i'm gonna be lucky if i make it 24 hours (laughs) (laughs) i want to watch it so bad again right now Um, yes never give up never surrender (laughs) i love it and stay nerdy we'll talk to you all later (laughs) thank you all so much for listening to this episode if you want to hear more episodes like this you can subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts And if you want to help us keep things running, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash sartorialgeek. Thanks again to our editor, Dan Eisen, and to our executive producers, Karen Hallian, Logan Arch, and Geek Lurie. Have a great week and stay nerdy.